Hello and welcome to the Dot Ball Cricket Podcast. This is the podcast that focuses on South African cricket, both domestically and internationally. And uh, it's a very great pleasure for me to have with me once again Paul Harris, the former Proteus spinner. And uh, we'll be discussing the Proteus ODI series in England that's uh, coming up in a week's time. And uh, we're also having a chat with Dean Elgar, the Proteus Test Captain, uh, about the Test Series that will be played after the ODIs and the T20s in England. ODI Series coming up. Uh, England, world champions, playing brave and bold cricket and playing at home. Uh, it's going to be a tough ask for the Proteus, isn't it? It will. Um, you know, if you'd asked me this question six weeks ago or eight weeks ago, I might have sort of said it's a bit closer than I thought. But with the home conditions and the form of the English team, you would have at home, you'd have to think that they are favourites. Although, we've played some pretty good cricket uh, in the last little while, and the team seems to be jutting well. It'll be interesting to see how Keshav goes um, as captain. I'm looking forward to seeing his, uh, you know, how he can mix his game. He's done it before, but not as a, as a rule. So it'll be interesting to see how he can sort of mix his game um, with the pressures of being captain. Um, that is probably the most pressurised place in the world to go as a captain. Um, you know, their press can be pretty ruthless. So you'll have to have always sort of A game there, I'm sure you will. But I'm um, certainly going to be an exciting series, one where you're going to want to put your TV on. Absolutely. Uh, you say the Proteus team has been doing well of late. They have. Um, I guess the ODIs, though, is the one format where maybe they've lagged a little bit behind T20s and, and Test cricket, and um, South Africa are number one on the t- on the World Test Championship table uh, as of today, actually, following Australia's loss to Sri Lanka, so that's great news. Uh, Paul, can you can you put your finger on why the ODI results haven't quite been uh, as good as the as the T Twenty and Test results? Well, it's a difficult one. I think maybe it's just that format that we haven't really uh, focused on. I mean, I think there's been a huge focus on getting the Test side back to where they were um, a few years ago, and there's been obviously a huge emphasis because it's a T Twenty year, a World Cup year, um, that there's been a huge emphasis on that, and maybe the one format's just lacking a bit. We see it the same thing with. You know, other sides, as soon as you don't put effort into the one format, it tends to, um, you know, lag a bit. Um, I think our batting is a worry in, uh, in, in ODI cricket. Um, it hasn't, we haven't had the sort of big runs from big players um, that we've seen before. Um, it's going to need some senior players to stand up, especially in those conditions. Um, you know, I'd like to see a sort of breakthrough to a, although he's been good in white ball cricket, but for an Aiden Markram, um, we've all been waiting for that with bated breath. Um, and you know, and, and old uh, David Miller has shown what he can do given um, given an opportunity when he's in good form. So it's good. it's two good sides. Um, I think that the home advantage depends on what wickets they they they, they produce, but the home advantage in the ODIs I think is with them, and the form is with them. But uh, we've got a really good squad of of players, and uh, if England aren't on top of their game, um, you know, we'll give them a smack. Just following up from that, uh, Keshav Maharaj, of course. Captaining South Africa because Temba Bavuma uh, is injured, having uh, torn his elbow ligaments, uh, which also creates a, a bit of a, a question mark, another question mark, I guess, uh, in the batting. Um, I think we can presume that Quinton de Kock and Yanaman Milan are going to open the batting, uh, but there's a space there. Bavuma's space is up for grabs now. 
you mentioned Markram's uh, on on the tour. Uh, the other guys in the squad like Riza Hendricks, Kaya Zondo, uh, Carl Verena, Heinrich Klaassen. Uh How do you think they're going to fill that Bavuma hole, Paul? Look, I think you can go over millions can go many ways. I mean, I'd like to see Aiden Markram coming in three. Um, just where I'd like to see a bat. I think he's, uh, you know, he can sort of get himself in and then play his game. Um, so I'd like to see him coming in three. I do agree with you. I think Quinton de Kock um, and Yanomar Milan will open the batting. Um, and then sort of, uh, you know, Heinrich Larson has played really, really well over the last little while. He had a, you know, he had a great knock in India when we were under massive pressure, albeit in T20. So he's, he's back in form. Um, you know, Kai Zondo has been in form, albeit in uh, domestic cricket. Uh, for the f- a couple of years, so he could also uh, fit, fit into that slot. Uh, Carl Verena, you know, he's also done very well in white ball cricket over the years. Um, he could start in there even as just a batter. So there are options there uh, for guys to uh, to slip in. Um, you know, do they go and take a you know an out of the box sort of uh, approach? And if they lose a wicket early, throw a Dwayne Pretorius in there three. Um, I kind of liked it in the T20 stuff. I think I thought it gave us a. An extra edge, although it only worked really in one game. But I suppose if you're going to have one out of four where he comes off, it might be worth it. Um, thinking out the box, but I think that's a sort of a 10 percenter. Um, you know, there's 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 the makings of a very good batting unit. Uh, it obviously isn't isn't great losing Timber, uh, especially in the 50 over format. Um, you know, he's been in really good form, uh, understands his game, has a long time to bat, and can bat through the innings and anchor the innings. So it's obviously a big loss, but that just gives opportunity to a couple of the fringe guys that aren't getting a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I think I think you and I, Paul, would probably choose the same top six then because uh, I would go to Cockmillan, Markram, because you want guys who can take advantage of the power play uh, up front. Uh, Rashi van der Dusen at four as the, the kind of anchor, the kind of guy who can manipulate in the middle overs you know, take the ones, um, and we we all know how explosive he can be at the end, and then Miller and Clarkson to finish. Um, do, would you agree with that top six, just to start off? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that there is a, a case to be made for uh, for Kyle Zondo to be in the side as well. Um, you know, but I think that that top six would be the one they would go with, uh, to start off with, uh, certainly. And um, I think it's a, it's a very good uh, batting lineup. I think if you can get two or three of those senior players to stand up and then the rest sort of bat around them. Um, you know, there could be a surprise in store for uh, for the English. In terms of like-for-like replacements, is, is Kaya Zondo the, the sort of backup to Rassi van der Dusen? Do you see them as having similar sort of roles? Sure, I think so. I think he's a number four, um, possibly a number five. But generally throughout his career, he's been batting sort of top of the order or up, up the order. Um, and and done quite well in the last few years. Um, you know, I'd like to see him get a chance. Uh, been in lots of squads, hasn't really got as many chances as I know he would have liked. But I'd like to see if we could, uh, you know, give uh, Kai Zonda a bit of a go. Let's see how, you know, how he acts in a very high-pressure situation. As I mentioned, playing cricket in the UK, uh, for some reason, the spotlight is on you more than anywhere else in the world. And uh, and they've got a very good team, so it'd be good to see how he goes. Um, the, the good thing is, is there's some competition for places there, and uh, and there's a good nucleus of senior players. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Dwayne Pretorius. Uh, do you feel the Proteus will play him and Andile Peklakwaya or or Marco Janssen? Do, do you think they'll go with two all-rounders, is what I'm asking, basically, at seven and eight? Um, I wouldn't. 
uh, not in those conditions. Or it depends. I mean, if the if the if the conditions are overcast and swingy and rainy, you know, you you, you might get away with a Dwayne Torres and Andile Petrikoy playing in the same team with their bowling. But uh, you know, you kind of want the pace of Anrich Nukir. You want uh, Shamsi to play. Obviously, Kesh is going to play. He's the he's the captain, and uh, and you want Lungi and Gidi to play. So you're going to have to. You know, weigh that up. Um, I would play one. I would play uh, Dwayne Pretorius, and then I would play the, the seamers and the spinners. Um, that's what I would do. I think that's our strongest team. Uh, you know, sort of guys that are hitting the deck. Uh, you know, Lungi and Giri with his slower balls, and you know he strikes up front. Anrich and Nakira that out and out pace, and then your and then your and then Dwayne Pretorius and your spinners. I think that's the sort of team I would go with. I don't see um, Andile Petlakwaiu doing one of those disciplines well enough in the last two years to warrant a place. Um, I think Dwayne Pretoria sneaks ahead of it. Uh, Kakisa Rabado, of course, is being rested uh, for the ODI mm. uh, segment of the series. So Anrik Nokia very much leading uh, the bowling attack. Uh, you, you've mentioned Lungi and Gidi, who's been very effective in, in white ball cricket recently. Marco Janssen, do, do you feel he could maybe sneak in just on the basis of his bowling? Because then, obviously, he, he could sure. bat at. I mean, he's, he's good enough to fill that position. I think it all depends on the, on, on the wickets and the conditions. Um, I think that I would say that I think he's, he's sort of, you know, your top two seamers there would, in, the, in the white ball stuff would be uh, Nokia and Nungi and Giri. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you're most probably going to play two spinners uh, most of the time in Shamsi and Kesh. Um, so is there a spot? It'll be tough for him, I think, um, unless he can sort of bat seven and take uh, Pretorius's role, although I think seven's maybe one too high for him. Um, but look, it's great to have a backup bowler and a cricketer like him. Um, will there be a time? I think they'll probably mix and match a bit. I don't think the guys will play. You know, we might not stick to the same team for all the games. It's been sort of the modus operandi for uh, the Chris Laving cricket team for a while, which actually slightly irritates me. But... Um, they will mix and match, I think, with that bowling unit, um, with uh, an eye on the you know T Twenty series and the Test matches coming up. Yeah, you mentioned what's happening after the ODR series, and uh, Marco Janssen's not in the T Twenty squad. But uh, do you feel there's an argument to not show him to England in the ODRs to to keep him as a surprise package for the Test matches? I don't know about that. I think that uh, you know, this day and age, you know, the people have seen him, they've seen what he can do. Maybe not faced him. See what he can do. Um, I think that if the conditions are right, he'll play in the in the ODI side. Um, if not, what a great weapon to have uh, in store for the English when uh, when those Test matches come. I think they would want to give him a game or two. Um, you know, he's going to be he needs to play cricket as well. So I think he'll get a game or two just to make sure he's got some overs in his legs in the middle. Uh, come the, the 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 Test series. You uh, touched on it earlier, Paul. The uh, amazing brand of cricket that. England have been playing really ultra-aggressive. Um, how do South Africa contain that, or, or should they just be trying to fight fire with fire? No, I think that the two game plans are generally quite different. Um, you know, South African teams in general are sort of, you know, they suck the life out of you. You know, we, 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 yes, we've got our strike bowlers, but very disciplined, bowling one side of the wicket, slowing the scoring rate. It'll depend on the wickets. Um, I think the wickets will have a huge part to play. I mean, the English have chased down some totals on some, let's be honest, some feather beds. Um, you know, they're pretty good, about as good batting wickets as you're possibly going to imagine. Um, and and I mean, I'm not going to say that the bowling units they weren't, uh, the games weren't good. They were very good. There was some exceptional batting, uh, especially you know, Root and Best were, were next level. 
Um, but if there's a little bit in the wicket and you're going to play that brand of cricket, it is uh, it is quite risky. Um, I think you could see this inside bowled out for under 100 a couple of times. Um, or alternatively, they could, like what they've been doing recently, is they could smoke, uh, chase down 350 and 50 overs and make you look a bit silly. So um, that brand of cricket, I think, is fraught with uh, with danger. It'll be interesting to see if they change their game plan. Um, their game plan's been perfect for the wickets they've played on. Um, if the wicket has a bit more in it, um, will they change their game plan? Will they go slightly more circumspect? Will they absorb pressure? Or are they still going to come hard? Um, against our bowling units, uh, we've got pretty much all our bases covered. Uh, that might be slightly difficult. Teams have tried in the past to come at us and failed. Um, we're very disciplined. We bowl one side of the wicket. We hit top of off. It's sort of drummed into us from six years old. So um, it's going to be. I think it's going to be one hell of a test uh, series. Um, I hope England keep playing the way they're playing. I don't see why they would stop. It's word for them. Um, I want to see if they have the ability in their game to change if the conditions warrant it. Yeah, the the test series, I, I think we both agree, is, is going to be the highlight uh, of this tour, what we're looking forward to the most. Uh, as I said earlier, South Africa now number one in the World Test Championship standings. And England, probably the form team in world cricket, having beaten... Uh, the, the the two finalists in the World Test Championship last year, New Zealand and India. Uh, I had the pleasure of actually uh, chatting to Dean Elgar, Proteus Test Captain, uh, a couple of days ago uh, on a phone call and uh, we, we asked him about baseball, all the rage uh, at the moment in cricket. Uh, Brendan McCullum, uh, the new Test Coach for England, their, their ODI coach is Matthew Mott, but um, it, it's a very similar brand of cricket they play. Um, so I asked Dean about baseball and, and what he's felt about England, uh, England's performance in the last four tests and whether South Africa will be able to counter that. Yeah, I think um, obviously quite brave. Brave to uh, want to obviously try and define or change the way of playing the game. Um, but I mean, yeah. Uh, very brave um, yeah it's, 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 I'm, I'm sure it's hit the, the cricketing world by quite a surprise to see how the last four tests have actually gone for them especially the way they've chased on relatively batting friendly wickets um, so yeah it's, it's, it's been uh, it's been quite interesting to watch um, I think the conditions were pretty pretty much in their favour with regards to the ball not doing too much sideways movement mm-hmm. Um, and obviously allowing the more aggressive batters to come in and, and basically play their natural game. And obviously it's paid off. Uh, so credit to credit to them for, for taking that bold and brave option. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned conditions. Obviously, the test matches are in August, uh, later in summer. Um, you, you must be hoping pitches go a bit up, will be a bit more up and down by then, a bit drier. <laughs> Bring your spinners into play? Yeah, sure. I also think our, our seam bowlers uh, obviously pose a, a lot more pace and bounce. Um, I think we've got quite a few variations within our seam bowling attack, which we which we will be able to exploit those conditions if the wicket is to play up and down. Um, so, yeah, it will be interesting to see what kind of wickets they prepare um, again uh, uh, for our series, knowing that we do have uh, the fast bowling arsenal that we have and obviously backed up by two quality spinners, if, if needs be, that we play to. Um, 
so yeah, it's uh, it will be interesting to see what kind of wickets they prepare. But if it's anything to go by the last month or so, um, I'm pretty sure the wickets will be will be pretty good for batting. Um, and and luckily we've got quite a bit of pace uh, pace bowler. We've got quite a quite a few pace bowlers uh, going with us. And um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's exciting. I can tell you, I'll. I wouldn't like being being the person facing our seam bowlers uh, in any conditions. I think when you first came into the Proteus team, um, it was during an era when a lot of teams tried to play very aggressively against us. But the Proteus game plan seemed very effective in actually closing down the game, actually almost capitalizing on, on over-aggression, if you like. Um, do, do, do you think that's fair comment? And is that the sort of game plan I, I mean obviously everyone talks about aggressive positive cricket and all and all the best and you want to be positive but there are times when that ability to actually strangle a team is is so important isn't it yeah obviously i think um the basics of test cricket is still is still fundamental for the game um obviously the patience factor is something that is is one of our strengths and it's been one of our assets of late um i think we've been able to really take the the teams into the last day and and then strangle the life out of them and obviously have results go our way um but in saying that there's been a lot of growth behind the scenes with guys actually thinking and knowing about uh, the game plan going forward um i think it could be it could be such a false sense that we could be drawn into the way they play and we forget about the way we we play and um or the way we've actually been playing and i think that would be a massive error, error for us going into the series because I think we're going to be taking our strengths out of out of the out of the whole game plan uh, per se um, so yeah I think um, yeah, of late we've obviously had um, a lot of brilliant force bowlers in the past that have gone to the UK and actually dominated there and um, yeah, just looking at our force bowlers that we have going there now um, I'm still pretty excited about the feeling of the prospect what they what they bring to the table yeah, and if, and if England try and nullify your fast bowlers, then they could play it to the hands of Kesh and, and Simon. So it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a really good position to be in. Yeah. Pretty happy. Yeah. England yeah. want you to get drawn into playing the same brand as them, don't they? England wants you to get drawn into trying to play aggressive, positive cricket as well, don't they? I mean, they want to... Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think, I think uh, the word aggression needs to be def- defined a little bit. I think mm-hmm. the word positive is also something that you need to you need to add a definition when it comes to style of play. Um, you can still play the game with a positive mindset and, and have uh, aggression at the forefront, but there's I think there's a savvy and a, and a clever way of going about that, um, which I'm pretty sure as a leader... Uh, I kind of, kind of, sort of know, and as time goes on, getting closer to the series, I'll redefine that. And um, I think there's there's definitely a a way of putting a definition to positive and aggressive cricket. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. There there will be times where we're going to have to counter that, and there will be times where we're going to have to absorb. And I think that's just the basic fundamentals of Test cricket. Um, sure, they've. The way England have played, it's definitely paid off for now for them. But uh, whether there's longevity in that going into into our series, uh, I'm not quite sure. And we're obviously going to have to wait to see if there is longevity in that style of play. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been brave, it's been bold, it's been exciting. I think they've added a bit of a extra energy towards Test cricket now, and our series coming up against them is going to be another exciting moment. Indeed, yeah, Paul. So, uh, D. Dalga, yourself and myself, all very, very excited 
for the test series to come. Uh, Paul Dean is, is really stressing uh, pace and hostility uh, of our fast men. Um, I still have an inkling that maybe in August, Simon Harmer and Keshav Maharaj might have a big role to play. But uh, do, do you agree with him that our, our fast men are going to be the key? Uh, yes and no. Once again, it depends on the on the on the wickets. Um, one thing we do have is we've got some fast bowlers that are very disciplined. Um, you know, you've got two fast bowlers there, maybe even three, that are really quick, hit the deck hard, um, won't make it easy for the for the English if there's anything in the wicket, they'll get it out of it. Um, it's going to be a different kettle of fish for the English to face our fast bowlers, I think. Um, and then we've got two of the best spinners in the world. Um, you know, I see Simon Holmes cleaning up again there in England. Um, so, you know, there's no better, in my opinion, two spinners to have in your arsenal than those two in the world at the moment. Um, so, I mean, it would be very, very difficult for Dean Alga to leave them out. Um, well, let's put it this way. Very difficult for him to leave Harmer out. You would imagine Kesh is playing. Um, and very difficult to leave Harmer out with his form. Uh, you know, he knows the conditions incredibly well. Um, I think it'll spin um, at the end of the year in England. You know, it's been quite a warm, from what I've heard, in their terms, uh, summer. The weather's been decent. So I think your spinners are going to come into the game big time. So I think I'm sort of 80% there that we'll play two spinners unless we get there and it's raining before a test match and it's really yeah. overcast and, you know, you're losing time and that sort of thing that you might not. But I mean, the form of those two spinners. I mean, you—they—they've been. No, they—they—they they, they, they probably are two trump cards. And I don't mean any disrespect to our fast bowlers. I mean, Rabada is, if not the best fast bowler in the world, very close to it. And uh, and Nokia coming back into the international fold. And um, you know, he's he bowls thunderbolts. So yeah, look, I mean, it's, I can't wait to watch uh, the, the test series. I mean, obviously, the, the white ball stuff's going to be fun. But I'm with you guys. I think that the Test Series is going to be uh, going to be a fun one. I think that the guys are going to play in front of packed stadiums, which they haven't had for a while. Um, you know, those English stadiums sell out very quickly and they're very passionate about the game. And, uh, you know, you want to go to England. And the last few times we've gone to England in the Test Series, we've, uh, we've given the Poms something to think about. So hopefully we can carry on doing that. Lords, Old Trafford and the Oval are the uh, three venues for those test matches, so three great stadiums as well uh, that the Proteas will be playing in. Paul, you, do, you did touch on it earlier, but how important is it for the test side not to get sucked into playing the way England want to play? Oh, look, I think we've got our brand of cricket. We must stick to it. Um, there's going to be a lot of hype. Um, like I said, I mean, look, I feel in a way I feel a bit sorry for Brendan McCullum because um, there will be a time when this will come crashing down, mark my words. Um, there will be a day or two where they, where they won't get this right, and the you know the English press love to build you up to break you down, so they just that's what they do. So you know I'm sure he's aware of it. He's been around the block, uh, and that's why I say it'll be interesting to see if the conditions don't suit that style, whether they have the ability to be able to play a different style of cricket. Um, they ha- that that's sort of the area where English cricket, especially in Test cricket, have been found out when the ball's spinning quite a bit. They tend to get bowled out. They tend to collapse. And when the ball's sort of moving around quite a bit, they tend to collapse. Where it's flat, they've been superb. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can play a different game. And if their coach, which is a very good coach by all by all accounts, has the sort of uh, ability to say to them, right, guys, you know, this particular session or this first two sessions, we're going to have to play a different brand. 
soak some pressure up and then sort of in the last session have a crack. Great. Paul, would you like to give us your uh, predictions for the for the three series, the ODI, T20 and the and the test? Sure. It's a tough one. Um, I think that the English will win the ODIs. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but I think they'll win the ODIs. I think the T20s are going to be very close. Uh, I think we will sneak the, the T20s. Um, the test matches, I've got a funny feeling we're going to surprise the English in the, in the, in the, in the test series. And I think it's going to be very close, though. I don't think that there's going to be a draw unless there's, uh, unless there's rain about. I think that with the style and the brand of cricket that both teams play, I don't think we're going to see a non-result. Um, so, look, I'm on the fence a bit in the test uh, scenario, but let me go with my heart and let's say that South Africa win 2-1. Great. And, uh, Paul, just to end off, um, that grumpy bugger Jimmy Anderson, I mean, he's one of your favourite cricketers, I've got no doubt. Um, what, what's your favourite Jimmy Anderson story from when you two have, have locked have, – uh, Crossed swords. The amazing thing about, about Jimmy is it actually looks like he hates bowling when he bowls. <laughs> um, it looks like he's always grumpy and he wants to kick the floor. And, but then you got him off the field and he's actually a remarkably nice guy. So, Ooh. you know, he's, he, he's two different uh, types of people. I mean, he's almost 40 or is he 40? <laughs> and, and he's still bowling. So, I mean, I understand why he's grumpy. <laughs> um, I mean, I, bowled, I think I bowled 10 overs on Saturday with my son and I literally yeah. could hardly walk. <laughs> yesterday and the day before so um look i mean he, I, I i cannot believe he's still bowling the way he's bowling i mean it's just incredible that his body's been able to hold out for as long as it has um great for some of our young guys to face him um you know he's the premier sort of fast bowler over the last little while i mean and there's always been comparisons between him and del stain um i don't think you compare them they're two different bowlers um, but sort of from a longevity point of view, I mean, there just hasn't been anyone like it. So, you know, I've got a huge amount of respect for Jimmy. Um, I don't mind his antics in the field. Um, I think that he's an out-and-out competitor. Um, you know, he's been doing this for so long and uh, knows his game. From time to time in test cricket, you're going to get grumpy and you're going to shout at somebody. It is what it is. Um, you know, him and his, uh, his uh, sort of partner in crime broad, he also gets himself in trouble from time to time. Um, I like the way they play their cricket. They're competitors. They don't back down. And, uh, you know, when the game's on the line, they're often there for their country. So I'm, I'm, I don't think we'll see them for much longer, the two of them together. So I think enjoy it while we can. And, um, you know, I hope they don't do too well. But <laughs> if two bowlers have to do well, then I would like it to be them. Absolutely. Wise words, uh, Paul Harris. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's going to be, I think, just a wonderful couple of months uh, really competitive cricket. I don't think either side's going to back down at all uh, with Ben Stokes as England captain and and uh, Dean Elgo as the uh, Proteus Test captain. Uh, excited to see how Maharaj and uh, David Miller go uh, in their respective, uh, respective captaincy gig. So it's going to be a feast of cricket and uh, we'll chat to you again uh, once the ODR series finishes on uh, July 24th. Don't forget that you can subscribe and uh, also follow us on Twitter at the Dotball Podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, anything you'd like us to discuss on future podcasts. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much to you, Paul Harris, uh, for your wonderful input as ever, and uh, to Dean Elgar for his time as well. Goodbye until we chat again. <laughs>